Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Frackers. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Copper Fracas Powered, watch this like media group. It's a bit of a two-man game this week, I'm not going to bother with the instructions, you just going to hear two voices this week, it's myself, Chris, and the general, the man himself, the person who can definitely lift 75kg, uh, Ellis, how are you doing today, bro? Yeah, I'm alright. <laughs> you just saw that topic on you guys going to say, you definitely saw that topic on the timeline, was like, <laughs> pathetic, quite pathetic really. <laughs> I'm not too sure what it was, but I, I saw one, I saw one tweet from T- Touchy Gooner's own show saying about something about 75k. I didn't really take any notice. What was the topic? What was going on there? I'm not entirely sure myself, but I think it's one of those. As a man, you should be able to lift 75 kg. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah you know, should, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we can kind of talk about this a little bit. There's not that much Liverpool news to talk about this week, but yeah. you know, the, those kind of tweets get out of hand. Where I, I think to the point where in the next few weeks, I'm going to see as a man, you should be able to go one on one with the Undertaker. These are the type <laughs> of tweets I'm expecting to see over the course of the next fortnight or so. So, um, <laughs> you know. I said, man, you should be able to like, take a few punches from prime Michael, Mike Tyson and that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> As a man, you should be able to last two rounds of Iron Mike. Iron Mike. Yeah, just let you know that I'm out of this situation. Yeah, I'm out of this situation. Oh, fuck you, know. Um, and for more of these random topics that we do discuss, um, we actually discuss these on our Patreon YouTube show, AOB and the other business. And the only way to listen to that is subscribe to the Coffee and Frackers Patreon page. And, you know, long-term listeners, short-term listeners, if you're not subscribed at this point, then I don't particularly know what you're doing. It's just £3 a month. You get a guaranteed three shows a week. Sometimes you get five shows a week. Break that down into, you know, little budgeting options. It's sometimes it could work out to about 10 pence per show, so it is very affordable, very digestible. Um, shows from us here, and it's just a great way to support us and you know keep the keep the train going, really. And we've got some, you know, I say this every week, we've got some fantastic stuff coming up. 
we've got some fantastic stuff ready in the bank. So, yeah, do head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copper records and subscribe today. Or else, again, Ellis will come round and he will slap you in the, fa- slap you in the face. He will. These are the consequences. He will, by the way. He will. He will. He will. He will. Or will he? There we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sign up to um, Find up. Yeah, sign up and find out. Um, there we go. Or take the risk and don't sign up. Yeah. Um, not much really happened, has there else, to be fair? Um, so what we're going to do is just talk about what's happened, really, and what we expect to come. So, you know, m- me and you, we're fairly optimistic about all things of Paul. We're fairly optimistic at the beginning of the season. Um, we're fairly optimistic with some of the lack of transfer, even with the lack of transfer activity that we saw throughout the summer. Given what you've seen, how you st- how are you feeling at this point? Um, still optimistic, you know. Uh, we haven't lost a game this season. Um, I know we we had a bit of a chat in the in the group chat about how we started and drawing three games out of the first seven is not particularly good according to some. But mm-hmm. apart from the Brentford game, which we should be winning, regardless of how good Brentford are, and they've started really, really well. They yeah. look really organised. We're just we've got more better players than them and we're a better team than them. So we should be beating them there. But aside from that, um drawing against Man City, um, even with that first half, um Drawing against Chelsea, they've started really well. I think we can take positives from that. They're two good, they're two very good teams, and you don't win more more nine out of ten times. You don't win the league by beating those teams. You win the league by beating the dross. No offense True. to anyone. You win the league by winning, beating the the lesser teams. So, um, having won four out of the seven, and if you look at the last seventeen games, going from the back end of last season till now. We haven't lost any games, so we're slowly getting back to the 2018-2020 Liverpool when we were just unstoppable. Um, so yeah, having having said all of that, I'm fairly optimistic. I, f- I feel that there's still one more in this squad of players to, to try and do something and accomplish something very great this season. Um, we are getting injuries, but then if you look around, so is everyone else. I think reports came yeah, I mean, out. Yeah, you look at. Look! Look at look at United today. I think he's, Maguire's yeah. got a bit, bit, bit of a knock, and Varane's going to be out for some 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 time. So you're looking at Bayou Lindelof again. That's one of the ones where we go run it back. You know? Yeah, run it back. Yeah, run, run it, it back. back. Run it back to the ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, and we've got them in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if City got any injuries. I'm not too sure. Uh, I know they'll Chelsea. Have, so, so the City thing's interesting because they'll have the same issue I think we'll have in terms of South American lads going yep. away for international duty. So I'm not entirely sure I'm not entirely sure what the situation was with the reserve keeper, Zach Stefan. He's actually not that bad, but obviously he went away if he went away with America, he'll be out. So <laughs> the weirdest thing is their backup goalkeeper, Scott Carson. <laughs> That's, that is funny. <laughs> that is really random. <laughs> that is really random. Um, so yeah, I I think a lot of people are making it out as if like we've got what fifteen players available week in week out, and we don't. Of course, you want quality from one to like twenty four, whatever it is. But 
in a, yeah. in a realistic world, you're not going to get that because you need space for your young players. Um, you need space for other lesser players. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think we still have enough to take us through through our, our little injury spell. So, going back to your to your question, Chris, I, I believe that I'm still one. I'm still optimistic, and I feel that Liverpool are on the right path. Um, so we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, to Farrells, the Brent, the, Brent, the Brentford one is very interesting because I think they're a team that will be within top ten, top eleven until around about after Christmas. You just look at how much effort and intensity they're putting into their games. I mean, they're fantastic against us. Um, it's undeniable. And some of the games we've seen them in this season, that the the intensity, that just that that in-game intensity with pressures, you know, trying to win the ball back and um, plays they did in the Championship has still been there. But I think as we've seen with teams from you know previous seasons gone by, they start really well. But then that Premier League slog really hits them after Christmas. And you see that gradual decline where they are not hovering above the relegation zone, where they're in that space where they're quite safe and not really got much to play for. So I can see Brentford being in that realm uh, going forward. But yeah, I mean, the only disappointing one for me is probably the Chelsea result. Um, ten men, but you know, Tuchel set up really well second half. We know how Chelsea likes to play that, you know, playing that weird kind of defensive style is probably their uh, best way of seeing things home this season. Uh, it, it looks like, which is weird when you spend all that money on a striker and, and whatnot. And you know, I'm happy for the Chelsea media machine to kind of you know show me stats and data on the Twitter account to try and prove me wrong. But um, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, going to that point, Chris, if you spend about once 150, 160 on two strikers in two summers, bro, B, bro, they were Rick Ross, they were BMF in man. Hard BMF him, <laughs> and yeah, you shouldn't really play. Obviously, each to their own. I mean, two shows a good manager, and mm-hmm. he has ideas and he has his way of setting up. But I mean, you should you shouldn't really be trying to sit back when you have that kind of level of attacking talent. I agree, team. yeah. Me, me personally, that like, we saw it against Man City, it looked like a team trying to, trying to not lose and just. Stay above the relegation zone. I mean, you're at home. You've got a lot of talent. Go out, go out, Man City. But alas, here we are. Do you know what I'm saying? The the death issue. Um, I say issue. Uh, that you, you pointed out just is it, quite a funny, funny one because I see everyone every single day when there's like a new injury report. It just absolutely hammer. <laughs> And I mean hammer. That poor Dan Kennett, man. Uh, we oh, pointed out that yeah. death chart. Poor, the poor bloke. He's just trying to make a he's only trying to make a point. And he's being <laughs> pammed from here to Timbuk too. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but it's crazy. but like, when, when we see some of the injuries, obviously, I think we're expecting Trent and Tiago back um at the weekend. Which, you know, let's let's not beat around the bush. That'd be huge. I mean, obviously, we saw how much Trent was. We saw how much Trent was missed against City uh, yep. from both uh, an attacking and defensive point of view, which I think has been a little bit overblown. Um, you know, he's not the greatest defender. You know what I mean? He's not. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some fantastic right backs uh, from back in the day, but I'm drawing a bit of a blank here. Um, well, Tom, he's not. He's not happy. He's not happy. That, that's you know that's the perfect example. Um, he, he's he's not Zanetti, but he can do a very good job. I mean, he's an athletic fella as well, and you could you could see how he would benefit in that, that scenario a little bit more than Milner. Um, 
and Thiago. Look, Thiago's just a fantastic player. Silky mm-hmm. smooth um, in the middle of the park, can spray it around and dictate the flow of games a bit better. So, especially with Champions League games coming up against uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest terrorists in world football, um, <laughs> Diego Simeone, I think he's going to be very necessary for that. So, those are going to be two huge pieces coming back in, into the into the fold. But one of the big issues that I think we we, we did talk about a lot of cop end going to this going into the season was that we didn't have the requisite amount of depth needed to kind of see out the campaign I think we can all agree that the first 11 is fantastic um, this kind of new role that Bobby's taken from off, off the bench and you know, rotated in and out uh, up front with Yotta I think has worked well for both of them uh, but we were really concerned about you know not having a game changing attacking option off the bench uh, which we uh, in past seasons we would have thought would be George Carey but that's not really worked out and um, we thought that would be kind of resolved. We've not had that a bit of a attacking prowess from midfield, which we did see a little bit from from Harvey Elliott, and we have seen in recent games from from, from Curtis Jones. How are you feeling now that we've seen a lot more usage from guys? You know, guys we wouldn't have really thought about um, in, in in much regard at the beginning of the season with Divakarigi, Minamino in certain cases too, and of course with Curtis Jones. Are you feeling a little bit better in terms of that that, that depth that we have in the squad? Because one thing that I've seen. Um, I'm pretty sure you can relate as well that our benches in Premier League games look really strong when yeah. the first 11 is as is yeah yeah to be honest I've, I like it but I'm still a bit concerned because we don't have enough pace you know that's saying? a very good point you know yeah yeah that's my problem is it's the pace in and behind because that's where our game that's what separates our game from everyone else on the counter attack. Um, and the players with the pace are not playing well. So the likes of Divock and the likes of Chamberlain, they're not in the best of forms. So can we really expect anything from them? Divock looked good against uh, Milan and also Norwich. He looked um, Norwich in a league cup. He looked, he looked pretty decent too. Fair, can't really knock him. <laughs> I think me and you. I think but that um that AC Milan game. Me and you were there. Like, Whoa. yeah, oh yeah, I was like, all right, <laughs> what's going on? Who's he? Yeah, who the hell's this lad? Where's he been? Um, even for like the assist, you know, I'm saying he showed his technique. Look at that pass, but that's Firmino-esque type of passing, bro. You don't expect that from Divock Origi for the last couple of years, so. Um, when when I saw that kind of performance, me I'm a, I'm a sucker for for these pause. I'm a kind of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when you see Divock doing those kind of things, and you think, oh, he still got it in him, he can do it. But time will tell. Um, I think the true test will come in January and February. That's where we usually we usually have our slumps. Um, all of Klopp's teams since he's been here, Jan and Feb is where we just go go off the ball. I don't know why, I'm not too sure why, but we always have shocking January. We have we have terrible Januaries. February is just woeful. Then we pick it up again in March. Um, so we'll see this season if those players can step up when we need them then, because I think that's where the fresh legs will be needed uh, as much. So um, to, to, again, to answer your question, Chris, I'm I'm uh, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not I'm not too sure yet. I'm not too sure yet because Klopp's not playing Minamino a lot. He hasn't played any. I don't think he's played a league game yet. 
I don't know if I've seen yeah. I don't think we've really seen that much, but in the league, we've seen him in the Champions League, we've seen him in, in the Cups. Mm. Maybe that's what Klopp wants to use him for. Maybe I'm not too sure, but it's a weird yeah. one with Taki because I think he's I think he's probably a bit more suited to Champions League games, as yeah. weird as that sounds. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think because obviously the space is there and teams are not as intense as the league. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when you're playing European games, they're, they're gonna sit back or they're gonna try and keep their shape more than try and press you and getting around in and around you. So it will probably see him more in Europe than we will see him in the league. But if he can show a bit of form in Europe, that hopefully that translates into the league where he where he can uh, play play a few games. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, that lack of pace that you mentioned uh, off the benches is a little bit spooky for me. Uh, there's a young German boy yeah. playing for Red Bull Leipzig who, you know, come on down, man. Come sign for death row. That's all I'm going to say. Come sign for um, death row, man. I he, we've been, his name's been banded around a lot. A lot. Uh, I think, yeah, but I think a few certified journals. So either, either Liverpool have done the job already or... We're very close, but I'm not too sure. Well, we're a big um. We're not we're not big fans of Monster Energy at Liverpool Football Club. We are we are definitely Red Bull drinkers. Red you know Bull, what I mean? Yes. Rum yes. and Red Bull. That is the the drink of choice <laughs> at Liverpool Football Club. Um, <laughs> it is really interesting. Obviously, we've got that really pretty good um strategic relationship with with, with Red Bull in terms of um signing the players and stuff, which is. Which yeah, pretty good. And that model, I, I kind of see that model that they operate there. Um, and footballing models is something we'll talk about a little, a little bit later on. Um, yeah. It's a, something I see being replicated a lot, um, possibly by us, maybe in the in the near future with those feeder clubs and stuff, and kind of having that footballing network to kind of grow and develop players um, going forward. So it is it is really interesting. And you know that Red Bull footballing project is something I like to see a bit of a. Case study done on in, in the future. Yeah. If you know, if any research is listening out there, something we'd uh, we'd definitely like to see. Yeah. <laughs> even um, they even got a forward at Leipzig. Um, is it in Col in Kulu in Kulu? He used to play for PSG. The right the right winger. He's, yeah. he's awesome. I read an article done by Rafael Hodgestein for another pod. Oh, sorry for butchering your name. I'm terrible. But yeah, you are friend of the pod though. that right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, friend of the pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I read an article about um Nkulu and about how he plays and he's very similar to, to Salah and Mane in that he's a very aggressive, quick winger who wants to get into the box as soon as possible, very direct. So that is probably again someone we should be looking at in January. Obviously he's Champions League, so I'm not too sure how the cup ties work now, but a player's been cup tied. I think because of the, the, the sheer corruption of UEFA. Um <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the um, they got rid of the cup. T- so weirdly enough, they got rid of the cup tie thing after we sold Kitty and Yota Barca. Obviously, that was oh. in January, wasn't it? Oh, right. So weirdly, weirdly enough, after that, the season after it had gone. So yeah, yeah. well, we'll do uh, get that. And then that came, and then that came back to slap them on, slap them in the uh, in, in in the face, Indeed. really, uh, as because he bagged, didn't he, in the um. Games yeah, they played against yeah, each other, yeah, but yeah. Bayern oh, yes. absolutely slapped Barca up. Yeah, <laughs> he did play. Yeah, so yeah, so hopefully Liverpool will look at 
um, attackers because I think we we did mention that we need a player who's devastating one v one. Yeah, because you can't always like play to feet. You just need to get the ball over the top, as we can see with Mane and and, and Salah, who are two proponents yeah. of it. Um, they're not really apart from money. He's got a bit of trick, tricks and flicks, but his main game is just low center of gravity, running at you, running as quick as possible. There's not much you can do when he's doing that. Same with Salah, the two goals he scored, and um, sorry, the goal he scored and the goal he made against Man City, which just typifies that just pace, brute force. You know what I mean? Coming, out. I think that's what we need because it, that's that's our game. So hopefully. We, we will see that addressed in, in January. Yeah, sometimes you do need a bit of uh, Alan San Maximam or Adama Shura where you know that pure speed. Um, but, but with a little bit more end product would be nice. Um, yeah, that would be lovely. The, the amount of times I've seen Adama Shura just beat seven people and then fire it basically into my back garden is insane. <laughs> <laughs> from the right hand, from the right wing, <laughs> it's shocking. It's shocking. It's like, bro, this isn't the authentic Premier League bro. match ball. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But um, you know, I I do, I do post that meme in the uh, in the Coppen group, um, as you know, transfers basically turned. Basically, the, the basically, if, if you don't know by this point. During the summer, and for, kind of to now, really, the group erupted into basic, basically civil war um, yeah. in terms of FSG and FSG out, which was looking back at it, which is which is funny. Um, we, we, we've done numerous Patreon pods kind of covering this. So again, if you're not signed to the Patreon, go over to the Patreon and sign up today um, for to listen to those shows. They are up on there, and they are a good listen. Um, Again, yeah, I did post them. Uh, you know, I do post the meme in the group when we're talking about transfers. Don't make me tap the sign, and I tap the sign. We're not talking about transfers in this group. Not until January. No transfer talk until January. Facts. But kind of, kind of covering off on that conversation. Have you seen anyone that we've been linked to, even tentatively? And is there anyone that you've seen, European wise, Premier League wise, that you think could do a bit of a decent job for Liverpool? Yeah, I think Adiyemi, to be fair. I just think Adiyemi, like, how old is he, what, 19? He's got a big future ahead of him. He's already a German international. Um, he just looks very confident. He just looks like he's ready now. I, I think that's that's a player that we should really be getting because you bring him in, put him on a five-year contract. He slowly transitions into whoever he wants to be, if, if it's Salah or or money, whatever, then also you've got Cape Gordon coming in. He's just signed a new contract as well. So um, I can see in the next couple of seasons, he can be in and around the first team. So yeah, those, those he's the kind of player I'm looking at, to be honest, um, just because of his profile, man. Yeah, I think he can play across the front three. He's someone that holds up the ball well. In a couple of Champions League games where I've seen him, I think he's won like three, four penalties. By himself, just because of his share, you know. What I mean, he's, he's the how quick he is, his audacity, his his tricks and and whatnot. So yeah, he's someone that we should be looking at, man. Oh, one thousand percent. I saw a um, I can't even pronounce the the outlet it came from. 
But I saw something earlier on today that um, links Liverpool with Yao Felix. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like a hundred million pound footballer. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, get, I think it was something about a, a loan move in January. I was like, hundred million pound footballers don't make loan moves in January. Yeah, what are we? What, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I mean, a little strange. Yeah. Be a good <laughs> do we, do like, we look like morons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. Some football fans are morons, so they just... Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Tell you who yeah. aren't morons, though. People who sign up to the Cop and Fracas Patreon page. So if you're not a moron, head over to the Cop and Fracas Patreon page <laughs> and sign up today. Um, <laughs> some elite promos being cut here. Um, you look at the fixture list um, after the international break. I, I've said it countless number of times. I really can't be asked. Um, we've sat at his game. New manager, Ben Watford. It's half 12 on a Saturday. We're not going to have Alisson and Fab. I already can't be bothered with it. But somehow, some way, I've got the trust in the boys to go out and do a job. Yeah. Yeah, I can't can't really be asked with it as well. Um, that's when um, Saar turns it's, up. And... It, it, it's just when Tom Cleverley yeah, inevitably turning to Andre Perlo, and you're thinking, yeah, oh, fuck it. Now, uh, is this what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> so it turns turns up becomes that prime Ronaldinho. <laughs> oh, man, it's, I can't be asked, man. I can't be. But again, like you said, I just hope the boys can come through. Um, who's gone on international break? I know Hendo's not. Hendo didn't start today. Um, Millie's been training. Trent's been training. Firmino's been training. Um. We've had Trent's a been training, yeah, yeah. Trent's been training, so we've had a f- fairly strong contingent training. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the likes of Allison and Fab, how do you re- replicate that? You can't, so yeah, like you said, man, 12 30 kickoff, new manager bounce. I can't be bothered, man. I can't be bothered with it. <laughs> He's just one of them ones, it's like it's unnecessary stress, yeah. It's unnecessary, you know what I mean? It's just. You know I'm saying, yeah, even a fi- fi- fixture list after that, we've got Athletic Atletico Madrid, then we've got Man United, we've got Preston, then we've got Brighton, then we've got Atleti again, then we've got West Ham. It's a bit peak still, it's a bit that, peak, but, yeah. It, weirdly enough, the United game, if we're looking at teams in terms of form and team play cohesion, yeah, that's one we should be wrapping up. Yeah, it's, it's odd that you say that, but I mean, yeah. you know, you look at the individual quality they have got in that squad. Um, they've got somebody match winners across. You got to, you've still got to be in the tip top condition and you're on the top of your game to to make sure that you come out there with uh with three points as we did last season with a weakened squad, which was insane yeah. again looking back at it. Um, maybe they protest and get that game cancelled yet again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but the Brighton game, I think, is just is going to be fascinating because you look at how they've set up. They've been playing really well. They've been getting goals, which is the weird thing about it. One thing that they, you know, you know XG darlings from last season, they've actually been scoring goals. And then you look at West Ham as well. West Ham have been playing really well. So, yeah, it's, it's not it's not a... Traditionally, you would look at that and think, okay, cool. Lots of winnable games there. Definite three points across the board, but it's... It's a little bit of a test as well, especially when you can factor in those Champions League games too. But I guess the, the beauty of those Champions League games is if you come away with four points from both of those games, yeah, exactly. you basically guarantees yourself qualification. 
So you've got exactly, two yeah. throws of the dices there to to end that and you know to have a bit more rotation in the squad. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, yeah, going on, on this season's form, man, the next few games are really tough. I mean, I mean apart from Watford. But again, like we said, new manager bounce, so we don't know what to expect there. Can't be asked. Um, it's fine, we don't need that. I let you home and away, sandwich in between Man United, Preston and Brighton. It is tough, and it, it we're, we're going to see what the, the squad is made of. We're going to see what yep. they're on. Um, I think this is the time where we probably need as many people fit as possible, just because, so we can catch, uh, get as many points as possible. Well, I'm intrigued. I'm I'm very fascinated to see how we do, how we do. Um, because again, we haven't lost a game this season. Mm-hmm. So they must fear us as much as I don't think True. we fear them. I just think the fans, obviously, we, we the fans are a bit like, whoa, we don't know, we're not too sure. But I think Liverpool have scored plenty of goals this season. I don't. They've only <laughs> they were made. They've only scored one one goal once, which is fascinating. The Chelsea game. Yeah. So yeah, we're in good, we're in good nick. To be fair, we're in good nick. We haven't conceded many. So again, it's weird as a football fan. You worry about things, but then when you put everything down on paper, you see that you're just chatting bare shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Any, you know, obviously with these games coming up, are you looking for a little bit of kind of marginal gains from any of the players um, in these few games? Because yeah, you you kind of look at Virgil. I think Virgil's in. A decent job, but he's not been at his elite peak, which you know is to be expected when you come back for an injury such as an ACL, which you know is it is quite devastating. But do you think there's you know a little bit more to come from some of these players as well? I mean, put Mo Salah aside for a second because you know, like we discussed last week, and we'll discuss again later on because you know we've always got time for Mo Salah. Um, he's operating on best player on the planet levels, yeah. if not best player in the universe levels at the moment. Yeah. Are there, are there any guys you think you could see a little bit more to come from them after this um, international break? Um, Jota, I don't think I don't think Jota's hit the highest we expect him to hit. Um, it sounds a bit strange. Yeah, it sounds a bit strange, but um, I don't think he likes playing down the centre. I don't think that's his mm. game. He wants to play on that left hand side and cut in. Uh, who did we play? I think Man City. Was it Man City? Who did we play? We played down the left anyway, man, but he looked really good. And that was probably his best game he's played. So I think there's a bit more to come from Jota. Strange to say there was a bit more to come from Mane. Um, that first half against Man City was ridiculously bad. Then he's picked it up in the second half. So. Oh, bro. I, I generally thought, yeah, Tim's on that first half. Well, that first half was nuts. Oh, <laughs> like, he's insane. Tough, you such a scary. It was heavy, heavy torture. Jesus! Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, and but it's funny because Mane is what our second top scorer, or probably joint to second with with Bobby. Yeah, this is the mad thing because if you look at Pre- I was looking at this earlier on. Look at Premier League goals. I generally think he's yeah, he's got four Premier League goals. So he's like joint, yeah. he's like joint fourth. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's mad that was what expecting more, but that's the, just the levels that he set. So once you set those levels, we just expect you to abide by those levels. So there's a bit more to come from him. Um, Hendo in the last couple of games has looked very leggy. He hasn't played mm-hmm. very well. 
defensively he's been a bit shoddy. Um, again, that's just him, years of injury and just looking like an old man. I don't think he can play as many games as that. Um, I think Jones can still go up another level. He's an excited prospect. Um, last few, I think he's got like four assists in his last three games. Uh, we saw his assist yesterday, how he's picked up from midfield and the pace he's shown. So that's something that we we, we can see from him. Like you said, I think Van Dijk can pick up a little bit. But mm-hmm. again, he's had like a year out. So we give him a benefit of doubt. Um, I think Robbo played all right. He's more to come from Robbo as well. Um, he hasn't played. He hasn't played that well this season. We're gonna keep it a buck. Who else? Nabby, just stay fit, mate. Kind of sick and tired of saying that. Um, He's got an unreal goal as well, didn't he? Unreal. What against Palace? Yeah. It, the thing is, with with certain footballers, you know the quality they possess. So it just frustrates you that. You cannot see, you don't understand why they're not showing it on a consistent basis. Oh, yeah, sure. If Nabi's if Nabi just plays at the level that we know he can play, we wouldn't really miss, like, let's say, we won't, not that we miss Van Alden, but it'll be a foregone conclusion. Like, okay, cool, he's gone. We just replaced him with Nabi. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, hopefully, Oxley Chamberlain, not too sure what's going on there. Can't tell you the kind of mindset he's in. So there's there's players in and around the squad that you just come on. Let's let's show why you lot are champions and let's let's try and pick up pick up the level a little bit. I mean, imagine you're chasing a game and you don't bring Ox on. It's crazy, isn't it? So that was the weird thing about the city game where there was room for someone with a bit of you know speed, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, room for someone who could drive the ball a bit forward and. You know, traditionally, you look at the bench and you say, Ox would be that guy, but didn't even bother, didn't even get looking. No. And and like I think Fahi mentioned in the group that the best person for that right-hand side whilst Elliot is out injured is probably Ox. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're doing this thing where we're bringing in Trent and Trent's coming in to play centrally. Then the right side in midfielder is, is pushing out wide. And he's just a perfect player to do it because his delivery is... A one, he's got great technique, pace. He can he can do that role. So you want a bit more from him. Hopefully we can see it this season. Because when he played against Norwich, he was really really shambolic, really really bad. That was a really bad performance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so those are the players I want. I want to see a bit more of. Anyone else? Um, Bobby hasn't really. Well, Bobby's been injured, so I'll give him benefit of doubt. True. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more Shimakas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally wouldn't. Yeah, I was thinking about it today because he is the player we thought we bought from Moreno. When we bought Moreno, we thought we bought, yeah, someone like Shimakas. That's a shout, you know. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And someone said to me that his delivery is as good as Robertson's, if not better. And I think that's a, yeah, I'm having that. He said his delivery as well. Oh, A1. A1, bro. Really How many good. times have we taken a corner and just doesn't go past first man? Absolutely <laughs> tragic. Insane. Insane, bro. You've got a corner. And there, was first a mad start. there was a mad start, I saw, where like, something about X amount of goals come from set pieces. And it's like, 
Someone replied to it saying, imagine how many more we get if the fucking cross had beat the first man. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's insane how many times the first defender heads out from the corner. It's ridiculous, man. Bro, it's ridiculous because I know we brought in these like neuro... There was a piece on the athletic. um, I think it was yesterday or today that these uh, we brought in these neuroscientists to kind of help help us there. do a bit better set pieces. It's like you can bring in all the scientists that you want, all you know, yeah. bring in you know, all the every, everything that you could possibly imagine, all the resources. But if, if, if the ball's not beating the first one, then what's the point? What's the point, bro? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can draw as much lines and data, you can do whatever. But if men are not just lifting up the ball to beat the first man, forget about it, man. Forget about it. It's crazy. So, yeah, this is, this is the thing, though. It's like, We've had this really good start of the season. Um, unbeaten, doing terrifically well in the Champions League. And the the team are playing really well. Individuals are playing really well and the team are playing really well, more, more importantly. But it's just crazy to think about. And I guess it's like with any aspect of life, really, when you do think about it, that there are all these like small little areas that we can tidy up and make these improvements to. Yeah. And you get gradually better with over time where the team can just generally get better. Yeah, literally, literally. And also, we're still, we're still like in a hangover phase from last season because we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen because, it's, yeah, like you said, the human mind is, is, is crazy because season before that, we were just a machine and we thought, mate, yeah, this is, we're going to do this for the next five years, bro. And you have like a season like last season and it's absolutely chaotic. Then you come in this season, so you come into this season with a bit of trepidation. You've still got your your optimism, but you're a bit like, uh, I don't know, man, what's going to happen? Oh, he's gone down injured. Oh, my God, no. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, like like you said, Chris, there's there's things that we can improve on and we, we can notice that we can improve on. And I think the team knows they can improve on. Like, defensively, you need to be a bit more switched on. Um, sure. First half again against Man City, Klopp said he didn't understand why he was playing all these aimless balls into the box. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, bro, those those diagonal balls that we kept playing from the centre backs was ridiculous. just absolutely ridiculous. There's one that Hendel keeps on doing from the right hand side. He's trying I don't to know like, what he keeps doing. And he always yeah, has like a specific motion as well, where he's like, hand yeah, yeah, you know it's coming, isn't it? Like that. Yeah, you know it's coming. You just know it's ah, <laughs> oh, he's gonna do it. Ah, oh. yeah, I love Hendel with all my heart. I swear to you, but from when he does that, <laughs> I just think, bro, what is the point? What are you doing? This. If you're not going to shoot, just keep it moving. Like, just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Bro. I don't need you to keep on, like, hooking it. And it's it's such a pathetic ball as well, like, because it's a nothing ball. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like, it's it's it over the top. Like, you wouldn't mind if it was, like, on the ground. But it's, like, it's over yeah. the top. It's, like, it's just bro, over the we've top. We've not got, like, six foot four men that can, like, chest this down, you know? Like, I don't know. Who do you think he's playing up front? I'm not too, I'm not too sure, fam. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, there is, there is little bits that we can improve on and Hopefully, over time, as the season progresses, we'll get a bit, we get a bit neater, we get a bit stronger, and we just just keep on running with it, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we do, kind of start talking about uh, Salah's contract and delve a little bit into the, the Newcastle stuff. Uh, watch any good uh, TV lately? Um, <laughs> I was trying to get. In, I was trying to watch Squid Game. I was trying to watch Squid Game, but I think I watched that like, two episodes. I haven't really gone back to it. 
to be quite honest with you. Um, as you can tell, so give it a go. The, the, the payoff's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've given it, you know, it started really well. I watched like the first two episodes. I watched the part where they've done the game, the um, red light, green light game. I thought that was absolutely terrific and terrifying. Oh, I bro. Thought, what a game. I'd love to do that, but yeah, I'll probably get shot up instant, instantly. Yeah. Yeah, the consequences the consequences are too much <laughs> it's too much for me it's too but do you know what is the premise of the program is so good it's like we we as humans we do so much to get so much money and we lose it all what are we what are we willing to do to get money you know what i'm saying just to sort ourselves out that it shows that we're willing to do anything you know what i mean so yeah, yeah I, i'm gonna try i'm trying to i'm gonna try and finish that I watched the Many Saints of Newark. Absolutely epic. Ah, uh, what a film. Absolutely epic, man. That that is yeah. It's funny. It's a good, do you know what I liked about it is because um he said a few I think there was one story. Remember when in, in Sopranos when uh they're talking about how uh Tony's dad shoots um his mum's beehive. <laughs> I see it. I just thought, wow, wow that's sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, just, just for the audience point of view, me, me and Els, um, we're, we're really big Sopranos fans. And obviously, one of the things we did kind of during uh, you know, one of the initial phases of quarantine was we, we rewatched it back. Yeah. Um, and just in, in anticipation of this movie coming out. And one of the good things about the film is if you're a big fan of the TV show, some of the callbacks that are very specific to things that sick. happened in the show. Yeah. I, I just a really good um like the one line where uh i guess it's a little bit spoilers but you know if you've not watched if you've not watched it it is what it is but when uh when, when they're all sitting at the dinner table and junior goes doesn't have the it doesn't have the making of a varsity <laughs> yeah. athlete back in yeah yeah you'll never make varsity yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no mate, yeah. it's 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 such a good i mean it's one of the best programs of all time it's a, it's a really good film so if you haven't watched That's sopranos fun. do watch it and then uh, do watch the do watch the film as well because the payout is there, uh, is 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 really good. Um, I've been uh, you know I've been very I've been watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Uh, oh, it's one of my yes. favorite. I, yeah. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, I'm a big Larry David fan first and foremost. Very much looking yeah. forward to uh, Caribbean enthusiasm coming back in a few weeks. So that that sort me out quite well. But um, now nah, there's so many so many fucking iconic moments in that show. It's unbelievable. Um, I think I can relate to George Costanza a little bit too much in certain areas, but um <laughs> Do you know the best episode I watched of that was when um I think he says he can do something for New York Mets, but he can't do it. So he just hides in the he hides in the office. <laughs> just, they keep on coming into the office. Hey George, can you do that? And he's like, ah, oh, I try. But he can't do it. He's absolutely hilarious. I need to watch it, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on to oh, it's too good, man. The peak nineties TV. Peak. Yeah, People Peak. can have their friends. The streets will have Seinfeld. It is what yeah. it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that was the entertainment hour with Elton Krish. Um, <laughs> one <laughs> little bit more like of Yeah, well, no, we can, be, we can make this a weekly thing. Um, or do follow <laughs> us on Twitter for a little bit more of that. Um, Mo Salah. I saw... Um, actually, I need to send you this. Um, I don't know if you were tagging, tagging it earlier, but there was a really funny tweet where um, obviously he's on international duty um, and he's surrounded by all these bodyguards walking up these stairs. And um, he looks like WCW Goldberg 
and then someone <laughs> dubbed it over with the Goldberg entrance music. And it's like the best. It's the best thing I've seen this week so far. Uh, so it made my week. But this guy, what he's doing in the beginning of the season, how he's kind of took his game up another level. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Big Dragon Ball Z fan. He's gone from Super Saiyan. He's found a little beyond Super Saiyan. Reaching new heights, tackling new goals, and oh, what this guy can do is just absolutely insane. Well, it's, it's it's mental. Like um, again, when we signed him, I didn't expect none of this. I was like, oh, we just signed a good forward. I was a bit like, mm, don't know. We'll see how it goes. Thirty-five million, Mo Salah. Don't know. We played at Chelsea, it was a bit of a flop. But since he's since he's been here, he's been a one, absolutely. A1, bro. He's got 101 goals in however many league games. I thought I would never see like a footballer score 100 goals in his time at Liverpool because all the good attackers that we had, they come here three seasons, then they go away. Um, so I thought, oh, yeah, well, if he gets if he gets 15 a season, I'm happy with that. But what he's doing is absolutely incredible. Now he's made himself. Our go-to guy. He was our go-to guy last season. Now this season's our go-to guy. Um, the goal he scored against Man City last week just typifies what he's on this season. The sheer brilliance. Um, he shrugged off Cancelo, who's supposed to be arguably the best right back in the league or whatever. Whatever. Um, then he sat down. Who did he sit down? I think Bernardo Silva. He sat down Bernardo Silva. Great feet. He's made Laporte look like a amateur centre back, and he started it with his right foot against a very good Edison, and that's the best team. Obviously, if you're going from last year, that's the best team in the league. He's done that. He's made all of them look like, like amateurs. He must get to a point where you look at it like, just give the guy what he wants. I can't really see him slowing down. Can you? I don't. I can't. No. See, I can't. Yeah, I can't see him. So like, he looks after himself very well. I think. Um, I think it was on a main pod, on a touchline main pod. I, I think I said that he's of the ilk of, um, in terms of looking after himself, Ronaldo. How he just looks after himself. He, he eats well. He um, makes sure he's he's eating the right foods. You know, what I'm saying he, he doesn't drink. Um, I'm not too sure if he drinks like any soft drinks or whatever, but he's just someone who's in peak condition. He he's seldom injured since he's been here. How many injuries has he had? I can't even recall that many. That's you can't. That's what I'm saying. That's, you can't. You can't. So when you look at all of that, and it's funny because FSG are so big on stats, and I'm sure all the stats that they use to go and pick up Salah. If they look at that, if they look at the stats now, there's probably times a hundred. And to fat and to, to, to think that in five years you sign a guy who's seldom been injured is absolutely frightening. Why are you stalling on a contract? I'm not too sure. If anybody in the club has a problem with it, then step up your game. Step up your game. Because you can't you can't say to in the last five years, your all-time top scorer in the last five years, that, oh, well, if I give you this, then Van Dijk's going to be upset or this so-and-so is going to be upset. Mate, step up your game then. Be this is the thing as well, because 
I think with the with, with, with the players, you can't. You have to look at what he's doing. You think you know what? Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you, you, play, <laughs> you play with a guy. It's like work in the workplace. Yeah. Um. Every quarter, your colleague, your colleague John Wick, gets best performance every quarter, and you can see he's putting in work. He comes in early, does his job. <laughs> Most nameless assassins killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's at work. He's always looking for his dog, and he finds his dog. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he puts in work for and and you can't just go and say, "Oh well, he, if he's getting that, then I deserve." No, you don't. You don't because you're not putting in work like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Man. You're not. So for me personally, if if he says he wants three hundred grand, why are you not giving it to him? Giving him? I don't understand why you're not giving him. Just give him. Like, who's going to complain? If someone else wants 300 grand, okay. Put your numbers in the table and let me know. Exactly. He's he's a player who's worth breaking the wage structure. And it's not it's not even up for debate. I think the point you made just about him taking elite care of himself, he's in that stratosphere of, you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the LeBron James's of those athletes that fine-tune their body and they invest in their body to keep it keep themselves at peak physical performance. So when they hit the you know 36, 37 age, they don't look like they've missed a step. They're still performing at that elite level. They're still there. You know what I mean? Even even um Luis Suarez. Yeah. He, he's of that ilk as well. Like when Suarez was here, the only time he was um not playing was when he was suspended. Yeah, that's wild when you think about it. When I mean, you think it's, it's pretty mental, isn't it? That's a bit mad. <laughs> you know that's the only time he wasn't playing. Like, the only time he doesn't play is when he's suspended. Like These people just look after themselves. They they work hard. And I, and I believe that you should reward people like that. Like, it's, it will really, really annoy me that if he was to leave mm-hmm. because we didn't give him a contract, I think that will absolutely pee me off. Um Again, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a fan of like uh, baseball or anything, but they've got a history here with uh, Mookie Betts. Yeah, so he was eligible for I believe it's like one of the bigger contracts you can extend someone to, and that was baseball. This is the thing I remember with these with these contracts. These baseball there's no there's no fees involved and whatnot. So it would have been something like a mad ten year or eight year contract where it's worth up to. I'm not too sure if they're all fully guaranteed contracts or whatnot, but something around the $200 million mark, something around that. And then they traded him because they simply just didn't want to didn't want to extend him. So it is odd. Um, and then the weird thing was he got traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers and they and won the World Series. They won the World Series after. So <laughs> it is it is weird. But then again, the Red, Red, the Red Sox are a weird team. They're actually playing really good baseball at the moment. Yeah, I think they just beat a team who's won their hundred games. Bro, they beat the Yankees in a playing playing game, and then they beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. They well, I think they're beating the Tampa Bay Rays in this series. Um, the the only reason I know this because I got a load of American friends who love baseball. Um, yeah. and when they're talking about it, I'm just sitting there like, yes, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Hit, pull, run. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, right. So yeah, it's like 
for the for the FSGR crowd, they're sitting there thinking they they can't get get away with this. <laughs> can't get, get away with it. <laughs> but um, but nah, man, I yeah. think you look at you look yeah, at nah. Mo. He's vastly entering the stratosphere of, or in the conversation of one of the greatest LFC players ever. And to let the guy leave would just be, it'd be mad. It makes no sense. So he's definitely going to get. It. I think something will get done. Um, and he'll break the wage structure. We'll all be happy. Yeah, yeah. Just go back to your point, Chris, about where where he stands in regards of like the like the Mount Rushmore of local players. I mean, one more title and his name is going to be mentioned with the Dalpishes and the Gerards of this world. Um, they ha- it has to be to be fair, just because of what he's done, uh, just uh, at the level he's done it, um, what he's helped Liverpool do. So, mate, yeah, like you said, just get it done, man. So, hopefully, something will get done. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, no ITK by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, you expect something to be done. Um, when it will be done, that's the question. But um, yeah, fully expect something to be done. Getting tied down, you know, keep marching to win the league, really. Um, one thing I do want to quickly t- kind of talk about before we do finish the pod. Surprised you managed to do 50 minutes. That's insane. I have no idea how we managed to do 50 minutes, but you know, it speaks to the quality of personnel, really. Um, two-man game, you know what I mean? Quick tag team, tag team champions on there. Um, quick quick discussion about Newcastle, and I just think it's fascinating when these kind of takeovers happen because it essentially wipes the slate clean. Um, you know, when it's like a or you know, but when, when, it's, when it's a big money investment coming in and you know you've got endless resources and there's endless directions of what you can go in and it does essentially what is like clean of what's happened before so for you else there's another quick discussion about if you were to kind of structure a football team over the next four to five years what kind of direction would you go in who would you look for to hire as like you know a sporting director manager what your philosophy would be on you know transfer strategy and kind of that direction really so i'm kind of interested to see what your ideal football club would, would look like? Um, I think if I had that kind of money, I will firstly try and get the best sporting director there is out there. And I'll get him to get the best footballing operation he can put in. Um, I saw there was linked to with Ralph Ranyak. Um, you know what? That, when I saw that, I, I was sitting there thinking, you couldn't get a better person. He, yeah, mate. I mean, he... he, he um, trying to look for the right word. He, Oh, well, he kind of sorted out Leipzig and the Red Bull, the whole thing. Do you know what I'm saying? He galvanised it. Yeah. They just galvanised them. He put everything into place. So I'll put money on someone like him or um, Monchi at, at Seville. Yeah. Um, again, someone... I'll, I'll, for me personally, I'll try, I'll try and do that. First year, I'll try and get as many good players as possible <laughs> just to <laughs> keep us in the league and push us up and try and win a trophy. Then after that, I'm gonna try and build for the future. Make sure my football, my football operation is well. So what I'll try to do is buy the best under 24 players in and around around the world, really, who I can yeah. bring in. Just try and build from that. Get a coach like Klopp, who is very good at getting the best out of players and every single inch of talent he uses it, um, and then just build from there. Uh, obviously. You probably need one or two top top elite players 
just to galvanise the fans and galvanise the team. So I wouldn't mind spending a pretty dollar on that. Um, who it is, I don't know, it's up to you. But I'll, I'll probably take the same the same route that Man City has taken, to be quite honest. Because even... I was thinking about this the other day, looking at who their kind of big money signings were back in the day. Rubinho was the big yeah. money signing. Yeah, exactly. And that was just, and it was them ones where they just needed a statement. They just needed a statement signing. But then, yeah. if you look, if you look at the players that's really contributed to them, they bought company. I think company was just a, just before the money, to be honest. And used a low company. amount of money as well. I think it was like, Very, about like five, five, yeah, five million, now. yeah, something like that. It was a, then they bought David Silva, who was a very good player, but it wasn't really a world class signing. Um, yeah, I agree. Again, Aguero they bought, they bought Aguero in. Again, really, really good player. Someone that's like you speak about, oh, he's so good. But again, it's not real. I remember when Aguero came in, uh, people were like, women and Harvard, and oh, what are you going to get? Can he, can he do it? And, I mean, that was a, another great signing. So those are the kind of signings that I'll be looking for. Top talent. So if if Newcastle Newcastle can sort themselves out as soon as possible, I'll be looking at trying to get Jao Felix in. So he's gonna be your principal signing, and you're gonna try and build around that. So um, yeah, you try to get Jao Felix in. Who's a who's an elite young defender right now? Uh, think of a top top def- young defender in Europe. Probably go and get someone like Sven Botman from Lille. You know, this is why me and you are good mates because that was in my head. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, that name was coming out. So someone like him, Sven <laughs> Botman. Then you get like a, a Pedri from Barcelona. He hasn't signed a new deal yet. He's also like not that. slept in about six years as well. Yeah, he, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got that kid working. He's working, working. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so those those are those are the type of signings that I would make. Um, I know it's easy to go and get like the best players, and but you need to find balance. I don't understand why you, you wouldn't want. If you got all that money, why don't you just sweat your in house? You know what I mean? Like, sweat your football. Yeah, no, I completely well. agree, man. Yeah, you can't just keep on throwing shit at the wall expecting something to stick. You can you can either go. So, yeah, go on, sorry, Chris. That's it. Go on, sorry. Yeah, so you can either go the Man United Chelsea route or you can go the Man City route. Um, obviously, we know Man City got so much money and they do a lot of dodgy stuff. But either that, forget if we, if we forget about all of that and just focus principally on their football op- operations, it's a magnificent. It's, it's magnificent. All their oh, signings. Oh yeah, like you look at that um kind of stadium, that mini stadium yeah. they've got for the academy yeah, got, that's across the street incredible. from the actual stadium. Yeah, it's insane. Incredible! It's absolutely incredible. Then if you look at all their signings they made, yeah, cool, they spend 50 million, but out of all the signings they made, which one can you say is a certified, when they bought him, he's a certified elite player? No, I don't remember, really. Yeah, you can't really name that. Yeah, cool, they spend a lot of money. That's fine because they've got the money, but they've always, always been signings where who are under 24, under 25, with a lot of scope to grow. So they started with Sterling. Sterling was um, Gabby Jesus, Sane, They've got Ferran Torres. Um, they just bought Grealish. Obviously, Grealish is about 26, but we can, if we just mess around with numbers. Um, obviously, they've got, they got Folden, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva. It goes, just goes on and on. <laughs> I mean, these are, these are, now they've got Diaz, they've got Laporte. These are just 
really good, talented players. So that that's the route I will go down if I was Newcastle. And I'm sure they've seen that and they're probably going to try and and try and um, copy that. But yeah, that's what I would do personally. No, uh, that's, that's a really good shout. I feel like the aim would be, and it's a, it's a really difficult one to nail down kind of initially, but I mean, the ultimate aim would be to be Dortmund recruitment with a bit more yeah. financial backing. Yeah. So you're not you're, you're you're not losing these players. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you look at the players that they've kind of signed across the years, and obviously had to develop their model is to develop them to then sell them on for major major profit. But if you can do that and then retain them, it's even it's even better. Yeah. But I think these first tip for these first kind of like eighteen months, obviously it's imperative that they kind of avoid being relegated first and foremost because looking a bit peak. Um, <laughs> He's <laughs> not looking great for them at the moment. So, you know, you're probably going to have to sign about three players in January. Yeah, three somewhere. top yeah. players. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You start off with that. You sign three top players. Like yeah. one of the guys I've seen them link with is James Tarkowski, and I saw a lot of people thinking, "We've really got to be worried about these when they're signing James Tarkowski." Tarkowski's not that bad. He's not he's bad. all right. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good, bad. man. Um, he, he's a signing that. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's a decent signing. Yeah. And do you so do with players like that, it makes me laugh because you look at him, you think he's just a brute, but he's a decent footballer to be quite honest with you. He's not that bad, you know. <laughs> it's like Lewis Dunk. Like Lewis yeah. Dunk, you think. Oh, mate. So he's big lad, you know. But he's, he's a good footballer. Even, um, who does he, who's the other centre-back for Brian? Uh, I forgot his name. The Brighton centre-back anyway. But Webster. he's another good. I think it's Webster. Adam Webster. I know they've played three at the back in it. It's Adam Webster. Shane Duffy. Is it Shane Duffy? It's probably, but one of them is a sick footballer. But because he's not <laughs> that glamorous. No, but fam, when they played us last season, I thought, fat, you know, bro. I didn't know he's this good. Some of them are sick. So, yeah, I, that would be a good signing to you. Yeah, man. But I think it seems like they're destined to sign like a Coutinho. Yeah. It just very seems. But that would be their that kind of marquee, which is you know very weird, but uh good to see him free from those shackles, really, in all honesty. So yeah, man, in all honesty, it's not as well. I'm happy for the Newcastle fans to be fair. Obviously, take us take away the atrocities of uh, Saudi Arabia. But <laughs> yeah, I mean I, t- I tweeted this the other week. I said uh the other week, last week. Um I said it'd be very hypocritical for me to kind of Poo poo, uh, the Newcastle thing, considering you know, there's a WWE pay per view that's in Saudi Arabia in two weeks, which I will be watching. So <laughs> it's you know what I mean. I can't you know throw around loose morals like that and then kind of be like, oh cool, Roman Reigns is fighting Brock Lesnar in a few weeks. Yeah, that would be cool. That. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a weird double edged sword which you don't want to pretty, pretty, pretty much engage with. Is I'm everything. It leads on to another question. How much of morality can you bring into sports? That's true. I saw a video of um, Mark Goldbridge talking about the ethical way to run a run a, a football club. Yeah, that's all well and good, but everyone has a business model. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has a bit and everyone has a way of doing things. Um, FSG is an investment an investment so they're trying to make their investment as good as possible so sooner or later they're going to sell it off because it's an investment um 
Chelsea, Man United, Newcastle now are just billionaire, billionaire toys who want to make a make a name for them in the UK, in the Western world. So they're gonna find ways to like just spend the money. So I don't think there's any right or wrong way. I mean, of doing things. FSG have a way they think that um, financial fair play is involved, so they want to try and do that in that way. But again. It's just the way you do your business model, man. It's, there's no morality. Because if there was morality in, in sports, then I don't know how to like, piece it all together. But if there was morality in sports, we wouldn't see certain things. You know what I'm saying? It's, there isn't any morality in it, man. Just buy who you want to buy and get, get, get out of here, man. Bro, there's no morality in sports when clubs are going under and you're looking to kind of undercut them to sign you know their best players. Yeah. There's no more. So, what, what are we doing there? You know what I'm saying? There's no morality in sports, man. I, there can't I, be I don't morality mean, as well, especially when they're all, you know, the authority, the authority groups are being looked at by the FBI. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> and this, this was my big, obviously was, was segueing from Newcastle, but this was my biggest thing with UEFA and FIFA. But uh, you're getting looked by the FBI. Do you know what the FBI is, man? They look for <laughs> John taking, Barry. You're taking notes on a fucking criminal conspiracy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These are like, they, they look for drug barons. Why are they looking for all leaders of a football organisation? So I don't want to hear no like, morality. Even um, Thibaut Quarter came out and said that these people don't care about the life livelihood of footballers. They just care about No, they don't. At all. And, and, and he made a good point. It was like, Bro, by the time we play all these games, we're gonna have two weeks of holiday. I'm a ninety-five. I work ninety-five. I get more holiday than them, fam. <laughs> I can take holiday whenever I like. Do you know what I'm saying? Trust me. Um, in the comments, I can have time, a I can have a random Wednesday off. They can't. They can't because they've got a Champions League game to play. Yeah. They don't have. They can't have Christmas off because they got a game on the twenty-sixth, and they've got a game on the thirty-first. It's nonsense. So like, like what, what what are we doing here? Like you're playing football in you've you've given you've given a Qatar a World Cup. You're now playing in November, which has never been done before, in the middle of majority of everyone's season. It's in slap bang in the middle. And you're bringing this 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 spectacle. Yeah, the World Cup is a spectacle. You're bringing this into a stadium that's been built off the back of slave labor, essentially. There's blood that has gone into building these stadiums, and you know that's all that's all fine because there's going to be a nice fireworks display, yeah. and there's going to be someone singing to introduce it all. Yes, it's it's a farce, man. It's a farce. That's why I don't really. That's why during that Super League thing, I was thinking this is ridiculous, man. It's a farce. It's, it's just one big farce. Um, yeah, obviously nobody's talking about what Courtois said, even though he's a footballer playing in mm-hmm. the peak of I was like, bro, I want to play until I'm like 38. But by the way, it's going. I can't. I've got to retire when I'm thirty because I've played a million minutes of football. This is the thing, and it's no different to an employer, someone who's working at a an Amazon, mm. talking about the extortionate hours that they have to work in order to keep this machine going. Yeah, there's, li- there's, there's literally no different. It's the same. It's the same, it's the same mechanics that make make the wheel go around. So it's crazy, bro. Yeah, and it's it's mad. And then. On a, on a separate note, you've got football fans saying, well, if I was play, if I play, if I got paid X amount of money, I would do this. No, you wouldn't. 
you wouldn't. I can, <laughs> I can guarantee you, bro. If you had to, what does James Milner run on an average game? Uh, like twelve kilometers. Well, if you cannot run twelve kilometers on a Saturday, on a Wednesday, back on a Saturday, you won't do it. You won't do it. Nah, you, you'd be coughing blood by twenty minutes in. <laughs> Through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait. So that. You got a feel for them, man. They, they're human beings at the end of the day, man. And yeah, take morality out of football. There's no morality in it. So I don't want to hear no one talking about good or bad way of doing things. Just do whatever you want to do, man. We live in a cowboy society, anyway. Completely agree. Um, uh, I fully endorse Rob this England, especially when this England is trying to rob you first and foremost. Um, <sighs> yeah. Fuck. That's a conversation. That'll be a conversation for a completely different part. No, um, for hour for that one. If you want more of that one, listen to Mike's pod, Politics uh, Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it does a very good job. It does a very good job on that. So do do tune into uh, Mr. Mike Bancoli's uh, Politics Pod. Um, but yeah, no, um, good good time to wrap it up. I'm gonna go and watch Rush Hour Two, possibly one of the greatest films ever made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Lee. Come on! Come on! <laughs> what a film! Oh, what a, honestly, the first and the second films of Rush Hour are just elite. elite it, it's, it's the funniest thing is when I saw it in that uh, uh, when I saw it in that um, that thread of just like random tweets that said, "I hate that racism can be funny sometimes," and it's just clips from Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh. What a film series. You would never get away with that now, ever. Never, ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. But yes, that has been the episode of Cop and Frackers. Um, somehow we've managed to do an hour and ten minutes. That's our flu game. Um, yeah. I've been your host, Krish. I've enjoyed by Els. Been a two-man part of the Tag Team Champions. Dudley Boys. Bubba Ray and Devon. I'm Devon. He's Bubba Ray. Um, you didn't start coming. You didn't start. Yeah, no, they did it. They did it. <laughs> and of course, we'll be back at the week. Uh, actually, for Patreon uh, subscribers, we'll be back um, on Friday for the weekend preview. Uh, brought to you by Anik, uh, Farhi, and Beat will be on that. And we will have the Watford post match on Saturday as well, as soon as the game finishes for instant. So if you do want to listen to that, subscribe to the Patreon page today. That's www.patreon.com for slash Cockney Blackass. But until then, we will see you next Wednesday when we'll break down everything that's happened from the weekend and preview everything going forward. So until then, we'll see you soon. Network.